But let's go to our guest line and bring our guest of the evening in. It's Jojo Lee of Qta. Jojo, thanks so much for joining us on Beyond Reality Radio. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So we want to start at the very beginning because um, not not the beginning of your story, but first of all, just define for us um, exactly what you are when you say that you're a hybrid. You know that whole thing. Assume that we know nothing. <laughs> well, you know it's funny because even I continue to learn. Um, we don't really like using labels and boxes because that limits you as a person. But um, the best way I can describe it is having genetics that um, not only are human, but of my star family. Um, some some people do come in as, as star seeds where they know for certain that their soul is not from Earth and they've come from somewhere else. Um, a hybrid differentiates only that their ET cells also brought the DNA with them um, for for certain reasons. You know, there's missions and purposes and reasons why you would bring that with you versus just coming from elsewhere as a soul. It just depends on your, your mission here and why you incarnated. Okay, not so, that we're special. We're not any more special than anyone else, just well, different. You, so then the main thing is we're not, uh, you, you were born here by, by uh, parents on this planet, correct? Yes. Okay. And from there, when did you find out or when did you start to realize that you were you were from somewhere else? Well, what's funny is I started to realize, you know, at a very early age that people weren't like me um, because I kind of came in as far back as I can remember being different. You know, I, I heard I heard my people speaking to me, um, having like regular conversations in my head. It, it wasn't a mental illness. It was just something that I communicate with these with these beings. Um, and I had an invisible friend, you know, <laughs> um, that I would play with. And he was a, a part of my star family when I was younger. Um, so I, I really realized at a very young age that um, that I was different. That I that I wasn't really from here. Um, as I grew older and researched and learned and, and shared experiences with people, you start to kind of put the puzzle pieces together and, and have the words to kind of describe what that is. Um, so it's a, it's a knowing that you constantly evolve throughout your life, just learning more about. And it's an everyday learning. And, you know, I'm, I'm still being taught things, you know, to this day about how things work um, because they, they kind of tend to only give you what they think you need to know, yeah, which okay. is frustrating. Well, so your so your invisible friend that nobody else could see was actually uh, a friend from a different from a different planet or a different place. Right. I used to call him George because I didn't know how to say Jeremy. Um, and then my family they all made you know kind of had fun with it too. They they would pick on me saying that it was him that you know must have taken something and hid it from us or you know they told me this later that they used to make fun of it, but. I knew he was real for me up, up until about 11 years old. How did your parents react to this? I mean, you, you were, didn't realize what was going on to you or what was happening to you, um, you know, at, that started when you were five years old or so um, until you had right. a, a realization. But, I mean, how did your parents handle that? Because you must have you must have expressed some kind of concern to them about something, I would imagine, or at least communicated with them that something was going on. Yeah, I, I actually did. Um because I knew for certain that, that this was happening, so I just felt it was normal. 
And so I shared it with them. And being kind of Pentecostal religion, um, I think they saw it as the devil's work or, or something that was off or, or just a nightmare. Um, I guess I must have complained about it enough that my older sister told me that they put my brother in the room with me for a period of about six months um, because I was, I was always waking up terrified in the morning. And it, that didn't seem to help hmm. um, because I would still have stuff happen and look over and he'd be asleep. So, so, so your parents, your but, parents felt this was something uh, re- related to the devil or a religion in some way. Possibly, I don't think I knew that they wouldn't. They never believed that it was extraterrestrial beings or, or mm-hmm. other beings that weren't human. You know, they they never went that route, and it's okay. You know, I I um, I've learned to to accept that you really have to be careful and respect where people are at. That's like a number one rule. Yeah, because a lot a lot so of people aren't aren't yeah, a lot of people aren't very accepting on uh, other people's beliefs right. or or things of that nature, and you know that's just the world we live in today. And nothing you can do about that. You can, you can only hope that they're supportive on your belief system or or whatever. But uh, it's not always like that. I'm just really careful who I talk to about it. I don't want to hurt anyone with the knowledge. It's something that I'll share if it helps people. Um, but I'm very secure in who I am. But I also love other people enough not to try to convince them or push push my beliefs on them because mm-hmm. it, it really doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. Jojo, I, 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 know who I, am. I use the word hybrid yeah. in, in my introduction of this conversation. But if, if someone's to, to just point blank ask you, what exactly are you? How do you define it? I guess I, I would tell people that I'm an ET human hybrid. Okay, um, so hybrid is the so word I, that you use as well. Yeah, I, I can say hybrid. I can say, uh, say star seed because it's true too. My soul came from somewhere else. Um, you know, all those things are true. And, and hybrid is just the defining genetics. You know, um, they're all just words to describe different things. But right. yeah, that's what that's what a common word that we use. Okay, it's, it's the easiest explanation for uh, for us, I, I guess, for everybody to kind of understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of okay. becoming into our culture with, with the hybrid cars nowadays. I mean, hybrid is not such a huge uh, unknown word. Your story at age five gets pretty interesting um, because that's, as you remember, um, as you remember the story, uh, you started to become visited. I think you had said at one point every other night or so for, was it six months? That's what it, I remember, yes, about six months or so. So what were those visits about? You know... Um, I don't remember a lot of them because what would happen is I would wake into a bright light out in the hallway with yellow and white lights and kind of like a mist. Um, I'm not sure if I was actually on a ship or still in my room, but there would be like a hole in the floor next to my door, which wasn't actually there. So, you know, it could have been um, like a screen memory they were showing me to, to be more comfortable by making me appear that uh, I thought I was in my room. And I knew that it was, first, I don't know how, but I, I just knew that it was a male energy being, not human, that was coming down the hallway. And my heart was racing. Like I thought for sure everyone could hear it. And just before this being would enter through the doorway, I would actually black out every single time. There's only two times that I remember that 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 didn't happen. One, I had the courage to 
run and jump down the hole trying to escape the whole situation. Um, but when I got down there, you know, it was pitch black and I was, it was actually more frightening to me. So I ran back up the hole and got into bed and the same thing happened. I blacked out. Uh, the only thing I, that they allowed me to remember was the very last visit where he actually did come around the corner. And in my mind at the time, what I saw, the only thing I could conceptualize mentally was Dracula because he had a high cape and not really any hair, but like a V on his, on his forehead of some, some sort. And he sat down next to me and pulled out some utensils. He had something in his hands. I, I envisioned it was like a fork and a knife. Um, but, and for some reason, I, I couldn't, I, I understood that I was really calm, which I couldn't believe that I was calm because I was really frightened just before that. Um, it's almost like he calmed me down. Um, and at that point, he he would actually take out one eye I'm not sure if he'd actually pulled it out or if this was a, a totally etherical thing, like an astral thing that happened. But then he would place something on the optic nerve of each eye and allowed me to stay conscious while this happened. So and he, at that he point, would, and I don't mean to cut you off. So he would, he removed your okay. eyes. He removed your eye and stuck something behind your optical nerve. Yeah, it's it's almost like it. It felt like the eye itself just came out of the socket enough that he could put something on the optic nerve. And I don't see how that could happen without it doing some damage. So I don't know if that was an etheric thing, just like on an energy level where it wasn't actually a physical thing happening. I, I mean, my people come from a fifth dimensional world, so I could see that if, if it was a fifth dimensional object that he wouldn't actually need to take my eye out physically, possibly just do it on a, etheric level on a 50 level i'm not just, really uh, sure just, yeah be you able don't... to just implant it there without without having to remove anything yeah right so I don't, I don't even know if it would show up on an x-ray or not um but they explained to me that that was done so that every single thing i experienced in this life they could collect that data and actually experience it as well that seems a little um, intrusive they... though doesn't it that that would seem very no, intrusive no, where you you have no privacy <laughs> No, it's actually not. It's, uh, I don't, you know, from where I'm from, we are, we are, we are not disconnected like humans are here. We're, we're very much connected to one, to one another. And it's not an, it's not an intrusive feeling. It's actually a very supportive, loving feeling to be connected and intimate in that way with, you know, because in the, in that type of living environment, it, it's nothing like it is here on earth. We don't have deceit and greed and power over one another. Um, everything is, is, is peaceful and sharing. And, you know, you have this oneness with each other uh, and no deceit. You know, but, you really but isn't can't. There things that you, but, but aren't there things that you don't want to share with, with everybody else? I mean, your private time with, with your loved ones or, or things of that nature, uh, them seeing that or being able to see through your eyes, I would think would just be intrusive on, on that kind of a situation. I, I'm sure they're not being voyeurs when, you know, things like of that nature are coming into play, you know, like, okay, I mean, go, let's all sit down and have a popcorn here. <laughs> well, I mean, there's always somebody who's willing to, to, to go to those extremes, but may, uh, maybe not on, not on that planet. What is the name of the, 
the planet or the system that that you and your kind are, are from? Well, I've learned to pronounce some of our language, and they told me that our planet's called Fugui. Um, it's, okay. it's actually in the yeah. It's it's not it's a name that we use. It's not a name that the scientists here would use in their you know when they name all the stars out there. But is um, there a name? Is there a name? Uh, that our scientists use for that area? I don't think so. I, I don't think they have it because it's in the Andromeda Galaxy, not the the Milky Way. If I rem- if I know your story well enough, I know that you said that it was at that point, well, during those six months when you were being visited, from what you remember, every other night or so, that um, there was a, a DNA alteration going on inside you. Is that right? Is that right? That's what they um, shared with me later on. Um, sometimes they, they tell me why they came and why they did things, and other times they don't. This one, I was grateful that they actually shared it, um, just because they explained that I needed to awaken this lifetime, because for me to be awakened starseed, um, I can actually help others, because not all starseeds that are here awaken to their ET identity. Um, it just depends on your mission and why you came. But they explained that they, because I had, I wanted to incarnate with those parents at that time, um, for, for many, many reasons for my path, you know, there's, there's so much that goes into where you incarnate and when, um, but neither of them had, um, ET contact as a desire for their, uh, life experience. And I had to honor that. So one way in which we can incarnate is, um, come in kind of somewhat normal, like a normal human would be born. And then your star family can come in. Of course, my soul's still different. But then my star family came in. They said at age, it has to be done before age six for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but but they, that's when they kind of alter. They can piece in your your DNA. They can turn it on, add to it. That's when they manipulate it so that I could be an actual hybrid part of them. No, I, I, I don't want to be disrespectful in this. Don't take this question the wrong way. But, um, you know, there's a movie known as uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right, where the alien pods take over people. And do you feel like that's kind of a, was it kind of a takeover of your human body by the alien race? Oh, not at all. And, it's, and that's not disrespectful. I appreciate people's um, questions. Um, no, because I knew that I was not from Earth. I knew that I came here and took on a, a human container. So, so these are bodies. These are things that even your spirit came in. This is, this is the body we live in here on Earth. Uh, you can choose an animal or you can choose the, the human uh, body that's here on Earth. You have, to, you have to use what is on the planet. Um, so it's more like the newer They the Earth Stood Still where Keanu Reeves plays um, you know, the, the, the E.T. came and got DNA, right. and then he had to use the human container in, in which to incarnate. Um, because if we came in, look, you know, having tails and, and looking green, you know, we would not be able to do our jobs. We wouldn't be able to go to school here. So we, we have to blend in, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you could sense. just imagine what would happen to us if we looked at more E.T. Um, so that's, those are some of the reasons. Um, it's, it was definitely a knowing that I came from elsewhere. And I remember as a young child looking at my body and looking at the TV screen where that dancing skeleton talks about your bones connecting to your other bones <laughs> yeah. and dancing around. And I was looking at that thing going, is that what we look like inside? Because that's not like what I'm used to. Right. So, it, yeah, it wasn't like a taking over. It was more like 
I knew I came here and created this in order to do my mission. Yeah, Jojo, one thing I wanted to ask. Um, so when you're saying that your your soul is uh, in this capsule, which is the human body now, um, was the soul put in there after this after the, the child was born or was it in there prior to the child being born or or what um i've actually heard several different ways in which souls will do it um i i don't really recall when i came in but i know i i know the soul came in before birth okay. it may All have right. just been right right before yeah all right, because my question with that is what happens to to the soul of that child uh, when it's replaced by by yours or others others from uh, from where you're from? Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Oh, actually, um, it's, you know, we, <laughs> this is kind of hard to explain, but um, on a spiritual note there, that's the body that I um, helped my parents create for me to come in. So I didn't have to replace anyone else um, okay. that wanted to take that body. That that would be a very unloving thing to do, and, and well, we yeah, wouldn't that, do that. Almost, that, that would be sort of like a takeover. With, 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 okay, I get it. Yeah. So I, just, I needed to ask right, that right. question. Hey, Jojo, no, we, thank you for asking. Yeah. Do don't you, even think of that. Stuff. Do you mind taking a, a listener call? I certainly don't mind. Okay, great. Let's go to the phone line. We have Jay from Florida uh, who wants to ask a question. Jay, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Hey, good morning, guys, and good morning, JoJo. Uh, thank you so much for having good her. Morning. I'm hoping you will uh, bear with me and give me a little bit here because I had a, a multiple few things I wanted to cover here, and I don't know if she'll have any knowledge of this, but I would definitely like to get I'll her uh, take on it if she has any answers. <laughs> I was wondering uh, what her take was on the origin and history of um, our real-life matrix that we're in and who created it and why. Um, who is... Or uh, what is the correct terminology and proper way to uh, address and pray to the Most High God, if it's Elohim, El, or Yahweh? Um, what, tra- sorry, what tribe or race is Maitreya, who will be the Antichrist, and Sonata, who will be the false prophet, appearing as the white Jesus Christ, when it's really going to be the Messiah, Yeshua, Emmanuel? Uh, does the Most High want us to meditate, and not how it was said in the Bible, but how people are doing it now in the New Age style, or not? Is it okay with the Most High to use uh, cannabis or marijuana, and if he created it, or it was um, the Satan, Devil, or Lucifer? If there's any good alien races still out there, and if they're helping us fight against the evil, and what she thinks the probability, likelihood, and timeline would be of an alien invasion that would be uh, used to bring an end to or after World War III and to usher in the New World Order, as an ex-Illuminati member is saying is part of uh, the grand plan. Wow, well, I have, to, crap, uh, yeah, I, have to, <laughs> I have to say, Jay, every one of those questions is a two-hour program at least. <laughs> but they're great. Yeah, you got you know, it. It really is. They're great yeah. questions. And, and, Jojo, I don't know which or, you know, which of them you'd like to address. Um, there's certainly a bunch of them there, and, and uh, you know, fire away. Yeah. yeah, I'll try to remember all of them, and I, I appreciate your questions because they're really important. Um, Absolutely. You know, First, with the with the human origin, I mean, there's so many different theories about how that evolved. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that believe that, that it was the ETs that used the current life form on on planet Earth, which was a um, the the most evolved primate at the time, uh, mixed it 
and created the human race. So there was a huge jump in evolution that no one can figure out. Um, then, then some also believe that other ET races um, looked at that and felt that they could improve upon it. Um, some of the reptilian races um, may have come in and, and manipulated it some. So there is a, a huge and very long theory from many different, very intelligent people out there. Um, there's there's one by uh, there's one book called Blue Blood True Blood. Uh, Stephen Swordlow, um, that okay. talks about some of that origin stuff. That's one example. Uh, my people never really explained exactly what, because to them it, it doesn't matter. That happened so long ago that, that we became, that we, that human, humankind here on Earth became its own race of beings. Um, so it's, it's kind of irre- irrelevant. Um, as long as, as long as you can, feel that you are a part of space and other beings out there, that, that's an important part to think about as far as tolerance and acceptance of different species and races of, of beings. Um, so the, the origin thing is really huge, and, and you're right, that would take like another two-hour show, and I don't have all the answers. Um, I just have, you know, beliefs and what I've been taught, and I, I, I do believe that there's a mixing of genes most definitely from hundreds of thousands of years back. So that's, and that's, that's not, part and that's of not it. A far, um, and that's not a far-fetched theory, though, because there's been many scientists out there who have brought up things about how the human race, yes, you, you have your, your primate and so forth, but you, there's this huge jump from Neanderthal to, uh, to where we are now and missing just, you know, thousands of years of evolution. And, uh, some of the theories out there have been that man, the human race just appeared on this planet as if they, we were dropped here to see how we how we would uh, adapt and survive and what we would become. And uh, I I met up with a scientist who was talking about how we were nothing but how his his theory was we were nothing but primates on another planet. And we were taken from there, just like we're sitting here watching watching the monkeys and, and so forth. We were dropped here to see how what we would become if we were able to adapt, if we were able to advance, and uh, where our knowledge base would go. And, uh, and, and we've totally been being watched. That, yeah. And we've been being watched the whole time. So, which would explain yeah. everything right down to uh, you know, some of the you know the drawings in Egypt and, and so forth. So. Uh, of these uh, these space yeah there's a lot out there right and and i tell people just follow your intuition with stuff because there's so much info when you read something you have to you have to pay attention to your gut what it what does it feel if it feels discordant energy then put it down and, and toss it even if it's my own book i don't want you i wouldn't want you to read it if it was discordant to you now, if yeah. you if you yeah. do read something and it feels good, that that means it resonates with you, and then just keep going with it, um, whatever it is, you know, because each person has their own path, and we're we're here to respect each other's path. Jojo, we um, you know, in the middle of our conversation, we had a whole bunch of questions. I didn't know if there was anything else in there that you wanted to address for Jay. He does a great job with the questions. He's always uh, very well thought out, but there was a, a lot there. So I, I just wanted to give you one more chance. Yeah. If there's anything else you wanted to tackle? Um, I- yeah, sure. I, I know a lot of people ask about the, the God thing, um, and what I've learned was, for myself, what I like to say is source energy. Um, 
because, you know, growing up, God has a different connotation to me in the, you know, growing up with Pentecostal religion all around me and everyone thinking it's just a man. Um, so source energy means so much more um, to me personally and encompasses everything. I, I think the hardest concept for a lot of people to grasp, and like I said, I, I do not want to convince anyone of anything. They have to feel it for themselves. Um, but for me, source energy lives in every single life form. So even in the, in the insects, you know, if, if I witness one dying or something, I, I say a prayer usually to help its soul cross over. I, I respect all life forms. In other words, everything, still- everything is somehow connected through, this, through the, the energy. Right. So even, you know, everybody has a piece of God inside them. That's the whole point of this, is that we're all source energy here, living in this lifetime, living as, as human beings on planet Earth. And, you know, to know that, that God's inside of you, that's, that's a personal journey one takes. And that's how I see it. Um, I know a lot of people don't see it that way, but we have a very expanded view of, of, of God out there in the universe. Yeah. All right. So explain to me this. Why? All right. Now, I know um, from a lot of your writings and stuff that Mother Earth supposedly sent out sent out a message uh, looking for looking for uh, people from other worlds to, to come here, correct? Uh, correct. We call it the 911 okay. call. <laughs> okay. Now, what was the, what was the reason behind her sending out this message? How did she send out this message, and uh, and why why have so many different life forms? If even an idea of how many different life forms, I'm not sure if you'd even know that. Um, why did I they don't. all Why did they all come here to the planet? Well, if you can imagine um, Earth in the middle of this huge ocean of space, and she she. This is how I recall it, because I was in, in my ship with my crewmates at the time when it happened, and it always gives me chills to recount the story, because it was a very, very poignant thing that happened. She sent out this quantum physics type of white wave, which, is, which carried on it communication, and, and I don't really know how to explain that, because I'm not scientifically oriented, but... This wave went out in every direction, 360 degrees, you know, in every spherical, you know, wave. And so for anyone in around, you know, the Milky Way and other universes, you know, even other dimensions, were able to pick up on this communication from, from Earth that she was ready to evolve and asked for assistance and helping raise the level of vibration, which automatically levels the, uh, the level of consciousness for evolution, for, for humankind, for Earth, for life, um, for animal life, you know, everything. So we're not just talking about just for humans. This is for all life forms, including Mother Earth. Um, and the universe, our, our whole solar system is going through this. So it was a very um, powerful... A wave that that just spread out through the universe, and I remember um, feeling this white wave rush through us on the ship, and it actually brought me to my knees. It was it was such a strong call with so much love 
behind the request because it wasn't just for herself. It's for all life forms on her. It just I can't explain how poignant that is and how deeply that touches the soul because we're all connected. So your service to others, that service to others wanting to help is so strong out there in the universe with so many ETs that they couldn't help but just start incarnating uh, because of the, the the universal law of non-interference, you have if you're going to help, you can only do it in a way that does not directly interfere. Um, so the only way we could directly help is, is by incarnating. And the problem with that is <laughs> when you incarnate, you know, on a three-dimensional world, we have this spiritual amnesia, even the ETs. So even though we incarnated here, we all, you know, were born... And without the memories, uh, it's something that had to awaken with time for each and every one of us. Okay, um, so we're all at different if, levels of awareness. If Mother Earth put out this pulse, um, I would assume it would uh -huh. come from somewhere within the core of the Earth to be able to do a 360-degree pulse out there. Wouldn't that also mean that that signal would be found or uh, caught by other type entities or other type beings that would want to do us harm it would show a vulnerability or a, it would show a location where these things could come to to uh invade take over do whatever the thing i'm getting from them as you ask that um because they're always with me when i'm doing shows um what they're explaining to me is that when you have a, a this was a very high frequency um gratitude and love are the highest frequencies and that's what this communication was and like energy attracts like energy, those beings that are not of a higher frequency cannot collect that information because they are not on the same frequency. It's like radio stations. You are not tuned into that radio station. You can't receive that information. Hmm. So they're, okay. you know, that, that negative self-serving entities may have picked it up, but they wouldn't have been able, you know, they would have been able to manipulate it to pick it up possibly, but not naturally. If that right, because sense. it's one of the yeah well and it does it, but it's also one of those things where you sit back and think where it, it, no matter what no matter what type of world you're in or where you're from you always have that that one kid on the playground who everybody can be having a blast but there there's always that one bully who who tries to take control tries to be <laughs> in charge and that's the thing you always need to to think about that when you send out a signal and it goes out there if if it's for everybody to hear um great but you always got to remember that there's going to be that one bully who wants to be the big guy or, or, or the big one out of out of everybody and you need to concern yourself with that individual coming here because if you all have the technology to get to this this uh, planet well then you far uh -huh. you far outdo any technology that the human race has so um the, right. the, abil so the ability of being able to get to this planet pretty much guarantees that you you, you can do whatever you want when you get here so and that always has to be a concern. Yeah, on this world, there definitely is a polarity. You know, there's there's balance. There's yin and yang, positive and negative, and uh, that's understood by the universe. Um, but let me tell you, to incarnate from a fifth dimensional world in, in voluntarily to a third dimensional world and live out a life trying to help people, I don't know what's a more unconditionally loving sacrifice. Um, so it, that's a decision that, that's based out of pure love 
you know, for humankind, for Earth, for, for life forms here on Earth. Um, certainly we do have the more self-serving ETs who's, who's uh, you know, who, who, don't, who aren't looking out necessarily for the best for humankind, but that doesn't make, mean that they're necessarily negative. But that, I mean, how that many pretty much describes, that, well, that describes half the human race, the self-serving individuals right. that, that are, and yeah. uh, you, you <laughs> but, need to be concerned on right. that. I mean, yeah, that's, that, I think that's why so many ETs are here, you know, incarnating, and, and so many evolved humans are really catching on and, and helping others, leading by influence to be better, to evolve. You know, yeah. regardless of what religion you're into, it doesn't matter, as long as it makes you a better person that you're doing something positive for this world, that's what really matters. It doesn't matter what you call it. Hey, Jojo, I, we have to take a break, but before we go to break, I have one quick question for you. This distress okay. call that came from the Earth, when did that happen? I mean, is it's from my understanding of the timeline here, we've been visited for quite some time. So how long ago was that? You know, I don't know. I, I have this feeling that uh, I have a couple friends who also incarnated um, who are hybrids as well, um, and they're in their 60s. And I keep telling them that I was supposed to come in with them, but I had to go through my council, and we had to do some more stuff than normal, and it took me 20 more years, Earth years, to come here. So that had to be before uh, before the 60s. It had to be in the maybe even in the 40s or so something. So really, really, really within a generation here we're talking about. Certainly. Yeah, okay. Do you have a sense of how many of you... How many of these ET visitors are here on the planet at this point? Um, I do not. They, I remember hearing someone talking about the the human soul group consisted of about five billion souls. Um, so if that is true, and that, that kind of rings true for me, if we have over seven billion now, that would mean approximately two billion that are here from other that places. Many. So that's a that's a significant not, portion of the total population then. Yeah, and it's it, like I said, they're not all aware that yeah. they are actually from elsewhere. Yeah, um, and it's it's just an unfathomable amount of of ETs because we're not just talking about our dimension; we're talking about other universes and other dimensions. Um, it, it's quite extensive, and I, I can't even I don't even know some of the words to use for that stuff. Right. Well, let's quickly go to the Amazing. phone lines. We've had a couple people waiting very patiently. This is Cecil from Utah. Welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Hey, Jason. How are y'all doing tonight? Great, thank Good. you. How are you? Hey, uh, you know, it's very interesting about tonight's topic. I learned something like 30 years ago in like a tarot reading. I met this lady. She was part of a unity church, and she did my tarot cards, and it was a friend's, girlfriend's mom, and, and I just sat down with her just to, hey, let's see what it's all about. Well, this lady told me she was amazed at my card reading. She said, in my whole career, I have never had a reading like this. And she goes, and I can do a million more, and I will never have another one. Basically, in this reading, my first card was a resurrection card. And the way it came up was that I was a resurrected individual. I had lived before, and I had lived all my lives. And she explained to me about astrology and all the signs, and being a certain sign makes you be a certain way and uh, act a certain way and will put you in certain situations in life for things that you need to learn and overcome. It's like life is class. And your 12 astrology signs or your, your 12 grades will say it for your soul. But in 30 years, I've learned a lot. This, this planet, there is religion. There is a God. There is Jesus. There are angels, which I hope you went and looked at my angel video. But we'll get off of that just for a second. 
this lady gave me some a tape of a trans channeler. And at the time, he was I can't remember his name, but he was very famous. And people would pay a lot of money to come see him. And he would get answer questions and the meanings of the universe. And basically, someone asked about aliens. And he said there were aliens. They do exist. Um, I personally believe that aliens are our brothers and sisters, and we are related to them. And if we weren't and they were here looking, I mean, why wouldn't they just take over our planet, come here, let us know why they're here? The reason why they don't is because Jesus did have to die for this planet. This is the only planet in all the planets that has the right of choice. And Lucifer did not like that. And so that's why he's so strong here on this planet. And as far as the aliens, there are three ways aliens are here, from what I was told. Aliens can come here in their form, in their body. They can be reborn here. And basically the reason why they're reborn here is because of the influence of evil. And they are trying to, we're trying to have more good on the planet than evil. Now, this lady told me this exact thing about me. She said that I was born here, that I didn't have to. Basically, I had volunteered to come here and try to make sure, you know, good. There's one word I'd like to use, and it's compassion. And it's like love. And that's what the universe is. And these other planets, they do have compassion for us and other worlds. But this world in particular because of us giving choice, is the reason why Jesus had to come here. It was all going to stop like 2,000 years ago. Hmm. But Jesus actually had to come here and die for our sins to allow us to continue. Unfortunately, I don't think that any of us really going to have a positive outlook. There's a prophecy that said that there will be a president of the land of the eagle. There will be the land of the fish, is China, the land of the bear. This is how they used, how to describe the countries on the world at the time. And China would be the fish, and, you know, Russia's the bear, and, of course, America is the land of the eagle. Well, the land of the eagle will elect a president or a leader, and his name will top all other names. He will be assassinated. A man will come into a power after him who will not a person that will not have, uh, I guess, the balls, can you say that, uh, to do yes. what he needs to do. And then yeah. this is where the book of Revelations comes in. China will march out of the east two by two. Hey, they uh, will take over country. Yeah, Cecil, I, country. I, I, we're going to run up against a break here, and I want to give um, I want to give Jojo some time to respond to everything you said there. Again, uh, every four or five programs could have come out of that particular call. But, Jojo, what do you think about uh, some of the things that uh, Cecil was saying there? Well, um, like I said in the beginning, I respect everyone's belief in, in which religious path or spiritual path they choose. So I'm really careful not to step in on people's toes and, and say that I don't believe that way or feel that way for myself. Um, just, you see, you see I, things I, differently. I, yeah, I, I don't resonate with um, with Jesus being and meaning what a lot of people feel he means. And I would not want to take that away from anybody. It's just not what I feel. Right. Um, I know him as a star brother um, who incarnated on Earth just like we did. Um, from a from another planet that was he was very highly evolved 
and was able to show people these things you can do as well. Yeah. You know, this is your birthright. You can do these things. Um, you know, the, well, like a, lot I said, of, I, I, a lot of times religion and extraterrestrial life and alien life kind of intersects in this conversation. And some people believe that, you know, what we understand as being God or, or what we consider to be religion actually came from extraterrestrial life. And it's, it, that is our God. Um, I don't happen to believe that, but what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it, it, do, do aliens or ETs worship a God like we do, maybe the same God, or are they responsible for us being here entirely? I think there's a lot of, um, I can't speak for, for all the ETs. I, I know as far as we're concerned, we definitely have a source energy that's, that's huge throughout the galaxy or the universe, um, and we have those beliefs. But we don't, we don't pray and worship um, anyone that had come before and, and incarnated and, you know, died for sins or anything. Um, we're just at a different level of evolution. Every, every ET might have its own... A way of looking at things and explaining that what that means to them, but I, from all my experiences of dealing with ETs myself during my contact experiences, they've all seemed to agree with having a source energy, very loving, not male or female. Um, we're really limited in our thinking that way when we say he or she. Um, it, it's a very huge, brilliant. Instead of just you know, calling it a higher power, instead of just calling it a higher power. And you can say that, but you could also, you know, see yourself as your own higher power because um, you yourself are source energy, and this is the lowest manifestation of your sor- source energy is here as a human. You know, you have your higher self, and then how far it goes back to source energy, I don't know. It's yeah. it's definitely, uh, we're all linked. And the higher you are on the el- el- evolution scale, the closer you are to that source energy well, I'm just saying, like, when, when referring to God, I've never sat there and said, uh-huh. I believe God to be a man or God to be a female. I've just always said, if if there's a God, I, I believe in a higher power, something out there that a creator of some sort. But I, I'm not going to sit here and say that it has any sex, male, female, or, or whatever, but it, something's there. And, uh, you know, so that's always been my thought. I've just never labeled it with a sex. Yeah, so you know there's something different to that. And and like you said, there's a lot of ETs that had come to Earth throughout time who I'm sure humans have worshipped for their seemingly power because of what Absolutely. they could do or to how appear, they came they in. They appear shift. like so, a god. Yeah, they appear like a god sure. to, to so, the human you know, race at that time. Right, even though they didn't want to be worshipped the humans may have worshipped them anyway. So, Jojo, um, we're starting to run out of time here, and my list of questions is still a mile long. So, um, Yeah, they just keep growing, don't they? They really do. They really do. But um, did, did we, other than the Earth sending out this distress signal and your race and others coming from around the universe, basically, to assist... Is there a timetable? Is there a, a a point at which you feel like mission accomplished, and, and either you stay and just remain, or or people, or they, or you know, these races leave, or what? What, what do we expect in the future with all this? Um, that's a great question, and it's it's funny because time is just a tool that we use here on Earth to be productive and not to miss uh, important appointments and things like that. And time out there is very different or or non-existent, so. It's really based on a, a collective. It's, it's when, you know, Earth is ready to go 
she's already shifting. Everyone's already shifting with her. Um, she seems to be taking her time so that um, all this light that's being infused to Earth can help as many people as possible. The animals are all ready to go. Earth is ready to go. Um, we're just here trying to increase and expand consciousness and um, the the main vibration so that as many people who want to shift and evolve can shift together um, and, and, you know, evolve as, as a human race. Um, that's kind of the whole point. The whole universe is kind of expanding. So there's really no timetable to it. It's just kind of the oneness concept, you know, let's all do it together type of thing. Um, so it's not based on a time period. It's contracts change. I know that I told my parents that I was going to die at 29. Um, I didn't, I guess I altered my contract and then I'm still here. Um, I thought for sure 2012 was going to bring an end to a lot of our, our missions and that we would get to go home. Um, and that didn't happen. <laughs> so it's, it's a little frustrating on that end, but you know, we're here just to make the best out of it. And if we're still needed, then fine. Um, yep. so I, I don't really know, you know, there's, on the soul level, I'm sure we know, but consciously, I don't know. Yeah, real quick, because I know we're we're running out of time here. Um, all right, so your okay. uh, the the implants that you believe uh, that you state were attached to your optical nerve. Have you ever had any scans or anything that might have picked them up, or uh, been able to actually prove that that they're there, or are they just something that's beyond our ability to to actually see? Um, there was this um, UFO group at the UFO conference, um, open minds when they, when they, uh, before they actually took charge of the UFO Congress, um, open minds came and, and ran some equipment, um, for certain frequencies. And so they, they could detect certain frequencies that they believed, um, implants would transmit. Um, so they would pick up some in people, but we realized with all all of us, you know, starseeds that are here that we know we have implants, they didn't pick up a lot of ours. So I'm not sure, actually, if our people stopped ours from transmitting so they didn't see them or if they're just um, not physical 3D implants or if they just weren't transmitting at the time. You know, so I've never had them proven to be there, but I, okay. but I just know they're there. Yeah. Now I, I've okay. read in, di in different areas there. There's claims that you can shape shift, morph into reptilian form. Now, is that accurate, or is that just? Uh, I actually did one night. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that I could until my ex partner, um, and she's not an ex because of that. <laughs> just to let you know, <laughs> it was amazing because I, I never said anything about my ET identity to, to her, but she rolled over at 3 a.m. and looked at me in full form. And she said the only reason why she didn't go running out of the room screaming was because she could actually see me in the form, and then right in front of her eyes, I morphed back. Um, and that's the only now, time that that has ever happened that I that someone saw it, except for my other hybrid friends that we catch glimpses of each other now and then again. Okay. Well, so is that something you can control or not? No. If no, I could, okay. I would probably be in that form more often. Yeah. Okay. I have All a right. question as well, kind of related. Um, 
this change in your DNA and this hybrid status of yours, does that change your physiology as far as illness or any of other frailties that might, you know, uh, affect or afflict a regular human? Do you have anything that, that makes you a little superior in that sense? You know, I've often wondered that myself because I would think that I certainly would. Um, they told me that they had to be so careful when we come here because we'll, we're going to be seen by doctors. We're going to have blood drawn, especially when I went in the military. You know, you're going to have people seeing you, so they have to be really careful what shows. Um, they told me I was really athletic, really, really athletic um, when I was younger, and they told me that was definitely from my reptilian side, um, and that I feel like my heart's a little lower than normal. Um, I just did an echocardiogram the other day because I have a very high-stress job rescuing animals, and um, <laughs> they told me that my heart was a little lower. When you say lower, do you I mean emplacement in your chest, or do you mean heart rate? It, actually, in, in placement. Okay. Um, so it kind of confirmed what my people had told me. I, I'm not sure if that's so um, abnormal, but it did confirm what they had told me in a, in a meditation. Right. Um, so beyond that, I mean, I, I know that I'm very open to being psychic and intuitive, um, I do Reiki energy healing on my job, you know, where I'm, I try to help um, with people healing themselves. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've had ET contact all my life or throughout all my life. So it kind of does do something to you, um, especially with your energy. But I, I don't say that I have one up on anybody because I truly believe we all have these potentials, you know, uh, communicating telepathically and being psychic. I think it's uh, our birthright here. Right. Well, that's going to do it for time. Uh, where can people find out more about your story, get your book? Um, I don't know if you do appearances or give give talks, or but any of that information, where can people find out? Um, I, I do have a, a website called wearamongyou.tripod.com, and I, I made that website for my book called We Are Among You Already. Um that's about the only place that I have uh, besides my regular email address that people can contact me, but they surely can if they if they need to or want to ask questions. I'm open to that. It's uh, S-A-Q-U-I-A-N at Hotmail.com. That was at Hotmail. We're going to let you go. We really, really appreciate you coming on, spending all this time with us, and, and doing a great job of explaining uh, what's going on, because um, it is a complicated thing, and it's, it was new to me, and it's new to a lot of us. So, yeah. And Jojo, you've got, you've got my email. We were speaking earlier, so make sure you stay in touch, and uh, yeah, let's talk again soon. Thanks for listening. It's Beyond Reality Paranormal. We'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Um, we have Donna from Oneonta, New York, actually calling in. Donna, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Just, I was telling you, actually, your daughter, 
um, how I just heard you say today on a past show how you're in Cooperstown. I was like, I knew, I, I've always heard you say, you know, talking about Oneana, but you're Cooperstown. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's like half an hour away. Cool. <laughs> yeah, actually, I broadcast out of Cooperstown. Jason is in Rhode Island. We connect through the magic of digital lines, and it all comes I together. I know, it's yeah. amazing. And yeah, so I'm just, I'm, I'm your neighbor practically. And I used to work in Cooperstown and stuff, so I, yeah, I'm, Kind of in the middle of, I was explaining to her, like five miles from Oneana, five miles from Lawrence, and kind of in the middle of things. So, Well, terrific. Are you a paranormal fan? Oh, heavens, yes. <laughs> and I've had, you know, I, I actually, I, I've seen, you're just talking about um, different kind of mainstreaming of things and, and how things are kind of turning towards different things. And you know, I was thinking about all the different experiences I've had paranormally through the years and it's really it's kind of the term like psychic and stuff like that i think that's really overused and um it's kind of like now since the word sensitive is getting and i don't do that stuff but i from what i've read that classifies someone as a sensitive i guess i fall into that category because i've been experiencing stuff since i was a little kid um going way back um pretty much as far as i can remember um, auditory stuff to uh, physical things and sensations and um, even like seeing kind of seeing things like a movie. Um, mm. If I'm in a certain location, I can kind of pick up stuff like that. Um, have you ever have weird, you ever but, gone into? Yeah, so, uh, and you were just talking about how animals and stuff are um, becoming more like our family members, and I totally agree. My I have two cats and a dog, and they are so my sons. Yeah. <laughs> that I never had. I have a grown daughter, but they are my kids. And you know, it's it. I've had even paranormal experiences surrounding animals before, yeah. um, where I've had like pet visitation, like where they kind of have come back or dreams, visitation dreams and stuff. Um, people, of course, think I'm kind of crazy when I have talk you, about that stuff. But, Donna, Donna, have um, you, have you ever taken your sensitivity and gone in and done like a, an investigation or some type of? You know, have you ever taken it and actually used it to try to get some answers, or is it just something that happens to you randomly and you're not? You're not really controlling, it just happens. I did in one location. Um, it was actually a house I lived in that had been subdivided into um, kind of like three different apartments, and we had kind of half of the house. And I was rarely into the other half of the house. We had an elderly lady on the other side who I'd kind of check on periodically. But beyond that, like nothing. And the hallway in the upstairs used to always creep me out to no end. And there was nothing special about it. It was like there was a door from my bedroom that led out into the hallway, but it was kept closed because, you know, you didn't want the neighbors or something walking in. But if, you know, you're moving something big, you'd come up the stairs and through the hallway. And and so I kind of had gone in. Um, I mean, I could, even turning on the light, I would just be full of anxiety to walk down the stretch. It wasn't even a huge hallway. It was kind of, you know, take a couple steps, turn around the corner of the banister, and walk maybe 10 feet, and then you're right, turn again and by the stairs. So it wasn't, you know, an unwell-lit place right. or anything like that, or nothing that would provoke those normal emotions. And um, so I'd kind of gone and done, tried to do some research on the house, and the only thing I could dig up was that it had been, like, the original creamery in the town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other than that, like, that's the, the town historian was so non-cooperative when it came to asking questions and so forth. Um, that's all she would offer me on the place. Mm-hmm. And so I decided one day to sit down and kind of see, you know, what I could get from it. And I started, it was like a movie playing in my head. And I saw 
like this woman, um, probably early 1900s or so, and she was pregnant out of wedlock. Her father wouldn't grant her permission to marry the guy of her dreams, and she ended up pregnant anyways. And he kind of kept her sequestered away from the town so nobody knew she was pregnant, of course, and could bring shame. And he was a drunk. And that they had some big blowout at one point, and she ended up falling down the stairs hmm. and dying. Oh, wow. And, like, she had the baby in her arms and stuff, and I saw the period close and felt the emotions from that moment. I mean, to the point where I was in tears by the time I was done. Hmm. And that was the first time I really experienced something that in-depth. Yeah. One and then more. I discovered, like, a hidden room in the house hmm. um, through that was accessed through a small closet um, on our side of the house that was hidden. And it just, when you first kind of opened, there's like an access door inside. And you just saw kind of pipes at first if you glanced in. And one day I noticed sunlight was kind of coming in. And so mm-hmm. I got curious and wiggled my way back in. And from the outside of the house, there's no way this room should be there. Um, structurally, architecturally, it doesn't show like it's there and it's up by the chimney and it kind of opens up into a space where you can fully stand up and i had found like an old wash basin like those oh, wow. uh, metal kind yeah that um that are like white with a black trim whatever so they date a ways back and a bunch of old newspapers that were kind of illegible um i just i got the impression like that that's where he would put her if he had company over mm, okay and kind of make her go there. Yeah. Um, I tried getting my own group going here in Oneana, and it never really took off. One more thing I'd like to mention to you. First of all, don't give up. Just because you can't find other people to investigate with, continue to do it if you enjoy doing it. But secondly, if you have these visions, you should write them down, because at some point you may have an opportunity to compare what you saw versus something that's historical, and you can you know contrast and see if your visions are actually yeah, as get a, accurate. Get a journal. Yeah, yeah, get exactly. Journal, like, I so. don't get them all the time, but if I go seeking them, I do. Yeah. Like, I don't just get random things other than the pet visitation stuff from past, past pets I've lost. Yeah. I've had them kind of come back and check on me type of thing. Yeah. But, all right, hey, listen, um, stay in touch with us. Stay in touch yeah, with us. Let us know what you're doing. I have written those down. Yeah, we'd appreciate it, Donna. Great call. Thanks for, thanks for calling in. It's great to have you as a neighbor. Thank you. You too. Okay. Have a good night. Thank you. I'm gonna, I, should, I should give her your address. You can do Ding Dong Ditch to you. Hey, gang, it's JV here. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Beyond Reality Radio. Some of you are new to the program, and some of you have been with us for years. And no matter if you're interested in ghosts, the UFO phenomenon, conspiracy discussions, or any of the other topics we explore on this program, we do it for you. Our goal here is to help find answers to some of the world's most enduring mysteries. And as we continue to bring you interviews and discussions each night, it's important that we get your feedback and, even more importantly, your support. The media landscape is forever changing, and as it does, we need to be able to change with it. That's why it's important for you right now to go to our youtube channel and subscribe once on youtube just search for jv johnson you'll find it there subscribe it's all free and it'll make you part of our global community in addition beyond reality radio is available as a podcast go to your favorite podcast platform and search for beyond reality radio and subscribe there as well And finally, we have an archive program that you may enjoy as well. This show can be found on major podcast platforms, and it's called Beyond Reality Paranormal. By supporting us in one or all of those places, you can be sure we'll be able to continue to deliver quality shows to you, no matter what form the media landscape takes. As a paranormal historian, I promise you the best and most entertaining conversations as we continue to hunt for the truth 